Okay. I don't even have my notes up, the intro and stuff. <laughs> I could try to wing it. Nah, no, I trust from my experience, <laughs> it does not work out that well. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Leitman. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. Chris, I hope you're doing well, sir. I am. Well, I'm doing okay. My eyes, my eyes hurt. I need to go to the optometrist really bad, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, I think my glasses prescription is maybe needs a little tweaking or something like that. But uh, I'm also debating laser eye surgery, too. So, oh, yeah, really? They're all closed. Well, my brother got it. And then my brother, not my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law. So my brother's wife, she also got it. And they both love it and swear by it. So it's like, well, maybe, you know, maybe it's finally time for me to pull the trigger on this thing. What does your wife think about it? So I asked her, it's like, would you still find me devilishly attractive without my glasses? And she seems indifferent because she doesn't like looking at me anyway. So (laughs) I've had the discussion as well because my prescription hasn't changed in years. So I was told that I'm a very good candidate for laser eye surgery because I won't need to get it redone, so to speak. But Laura is actually like, don't do it. Because I'm so used to you with the glasses. I don't think I could do it without. So, See, for me, it's like a convenience thing. Because the reason we brought it up is we, uh, I, we're, we'll get into these stories later. But I was over at my brother's on the weekend. We expanded our bubble, that kind of thing. But, but we were playing the sprinklers with the kids. And, you know, of course, in the sprinklers, your glasses get covered with all the water and everything. And I was like, this is just a pain in the ass it would be real nice to just be able to see properly and not have to worry about stupid mundane things like that, right? Or getting scratches on the lenses and doing this. And, you know, and I had contact lenses for, I don't know, like six or seven years, I think. So me going without like physical glasses is not unheard of. So anyway, I I think I might do it. I know she's pretty supportive about doing it too. So I actually might also be in the same camp. I might have to get my prescription fixed. Even though I I just said my prescription doesn't change very much. My prescription hasn't changed in almost 10 years. Yeah. But still, I'm actually finding now that it's getting more difficult for me to read on my phone. Yes. Yeah. And Laura's like, I think you might need bifocals. And I'm like, wait, what? What? That's like grandpa glasses. No, I don't need grandpa glasses. She's like, well, if if that's the kind of eyesight problem you're having, you might need bifocals. And so what I did was I increased the font on my phone like an old man. (laughs) Mike, Mike, I did the exact same thing (laughs) maybe three or four months ago. And I'm like you, my, my prescription hasn't changed at all. But I did go in maybe two years ago and they said, you don't need bifocals, but they're going to kick up basically the bifocalness or whatever of, of your glasses. So just point one magnification just to reduce eye strain from uh, computer monitors and stuff. And since they did that, it's been really good. So I suspect it's the same kind of further tweak that I that I might want. But he said, yeah, once you hit 30, it's all downhill from there, Mike. I'm so. not shocked. I'm not yeah. shocked because I, 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 I figured this out because Laura was like holding up her phone for me to read something. And I'm like, I can't I can't see what that says. And she's like, what? Like, just, <laughs> <laughs> and that's where that started. And I'm like, I, I, I just how far away she was holding her phone. I just couldn't read it. So. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Mike, if I get it. I'll see if there's some sort of like referral bonus or something. (laughs) Right, right. Split it, you know? Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, I'm glad to hear you're doing okay. Yes. But for me, I I really got to go back a couple weeks where I I was the constant source of bring down and sadness on the show. And I got, I'm going to do this right out of the gate because it's going to, I'm going to be sad. And I don't want to be sad. I want to be happy. So I want to get this this out of the way and then we can just continue to have fun as we normally do but you guys may remember if you're a regular listener over the last month we recently lost our cat dante to cancer and that was really hard and what has made things harder is now just suddenly last week our other cat kratos we had to make a decision to put him down because he was having major kidney issues 
And yeah, it was, it was very sudden over a matter of just a couple days. And I don't want to, I'm going to spare you as many gory details. Cause I mean, I really went pretty whole hog on Dante, let you know everything that was going on with him kind of a thing. Right? <laughs> yes. But, but this one's a little, this one's a little fresher and like, he's an older cat. He, we, Kratos, we got him. We got Kratos nine years ago and he was a rescue. He was a street cat. And they estimated at the time that he was two years old. And that, that, that could mean anything. He, he could have been four. They, they had no idea. They just thought he might have been two years old. So he was easily 12 years old, 14 years old, somewhere in that, that, that time frame. And for a, that's technically elderly in a male cat. And male elderly cats are very prone to kidney diseases or kidney issues. Uh, actually, some of the research when we were trying to figure out what to do in this case, one of the things I read actually said, if you are a cat owner, you will experience kidney issues at some point in your life. It's not even a question that this is going to happen to you. So we had to make a real, really hard decision. And um, we parted ways with my friend Kratos on, on Friday afternoon. And I love that guy. I love him a lot. And um, I'm going to miss him. I miss him right now. Uh, thankfully, we still have Hudson. I don't know what we'd do if we didn't have him still. We probably would have ran out and bought another cat yesterday. Because <laughs> uh, Laura and I, have, have we lived together for... I think it was three weeks before we had a cat. So we've had a cat like the entire time we've been together. <laughs> right. Uh, so I, I think if, if it hadn't been for Hudson, we'd probably be doing something foolish and, and getting another cat. But we we have Hudson. He's he's two years old and, and we're we're very much watching him like a hawk to make sure that uh, that he's okay. I, we were counting poops today just to make sure that everything was it's going well with with Hudson, you know. You can't you can't be too careful, but uh, yeah, Kratos. Um, Kratos was my buddy, and um, you know, I, I I I'm gonna miss him. He used to to rub his little nose on me, and it was the most annoying thing in the freaking world. But uh, now now I miss it so much and i miss that he would always show me his tummy and roll around in my shoes because he loved my stink so much Uh, if 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 he could get in my stink he'd get in my stink he loved my (laughs) shoes he loved my laundry he was a big big lovey dovey guy and gentle like such a gentle cat he was so good with william and like um, family members when they came to visit like they all loved kratos because he was he always wanted, it was always quick to try and get in your lap for pets. You know, he was, he was the cat that everybody loved and he all, he loved everybody. And I am going to miss him. Um, but I want to move on from that. I, I, I just, it just wasn't, wouldn't be, you know, right to not mention him because he was such an important part of my life. Kind well, of that's right. Time. It is a, it is a podcast about our lives. Um, so it's important to bring it up. If I could give you a virtual hug right now, Mike, I would. It's just social distancing, man. Like you can't, even if you were here, I wouldn't take it because it'd be, yeah. no, I'd take it. I like hugs. hugs nice. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was, that was the big thing that, that happened here. And I mean, we, we bought ourselves pizza to feel better and you know, <laughs> all the things that you do. And it, actually I feel bad for Laura. She was like, we had, we had pizza the, the, the one night. Cause it was just like, you know, I, I don't want to make anything. Do you want to make anything? No. Let's order pizza. So we just ordered pizza. And then like the next day, it was like, I want to order pizza again. <laughs> <laughs> and we were going to order that My Pie place that, yeah. that we talked about a couple episodes ago. And we got all excited. And then they were out of vegan cheese. So we were not, not able to get the My Pie. And, and Laura was like, damn it. Because I really wanted that pizza, <laughs> even though we just had it, and we just had a different pizza as well. So at some point in the next few days, we're probably going to end up with more my pie just to to feel good, because it's you know, it was a good pizza, and I think we are allowed to to stuff ourselves to make ourselves feel better. I think definitely, 
Definitely, man. So, I mean, we're, we're spoiling that, that Hudson right now. And, uh, and he's spending time trying to run away from William. Like, it, it's funny because, like, we bought a bunch of stuff. Because one of the things is, is we, we had to find new cat food for, for Hudson because he would eat Kratos' food. Because, like, I don't know if, about anyone else who's had three cats. Trying to get them all to eat something different is impossible and kratos had prescription food well now that we no longer have kratos we no longer have that prescription food so we actually ordered a bunch of stuff that came with amazon and one of the things we ordered just to kind of push it over the 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 edge because it was items in in our order that you need to be at a certain dollar limit to order them we bought him a kickaroo i don't know if you have a kickaroo it's uh it's basically a small pillow with a floofy tail that cats like kick like they use the bunny kicks on, right? Oh, okay. So we got one of those for Hudson and we gave it to him because we're spoiling him all of a sudden. And William just suddenly decided that it was fun to hug. So he's been running around with the kickeroo all day, which was like, that was a great present for Hudson for, <laughs> for all of five it's, minutes. It's a joint gift. My yes. Joint it's, for, gift. Yeah. it's for everyone. But yeah, that, that William, he's been, he's been fun for the last few days. Um, He's been out with Laura. They've been going for, for walks. And it's funny because apparently he doesn't want anyone to know that he's a mama's boy because he will hold Laura's hand. But as soon as he sees someone else walking by, he's like, no, and let's go. Like, oh, pulls really? his hand away. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what that's about, but he, he's a mama's boy that doesn't want anyone to know that he's a mama's boy. I mean, you've talked before about how Ben is is, is figured outdoors. You know, and well, William is, he's getting really good with doors too. Like he hasn't quite figured out how to open doors, but he knows how to close them. Okay. Like fully close to them to the point where he can't reopen them. And then he gets upset. So you have to kind of stand there while he opens and closes a door over and over and over again and just kind of help him at the last second because <laughs> he, he can't open it back up. Yeah. Although he has figured out how to unlock the front door. So oh, that's, nice. something, that's something that we have to keep an eye on to make sure that nobody could just walk into our house now <laughs> because William randomly unlocks the front door now. Right. And how are you, how are you guys doing on potty training? You, you started potty training sort of. Um, we are, we have taken like dipped our toes into it, but we're actually hoping this weekend to do the big push. Like Ben is very interested in the potty. He lets us know when his diaper is dirty. He sits on it every night, but we haven't had success there yet. But uh, yeah, the plan is this weekend, Tiff's got Friday off, so it's no diaper. He's just going to pee and poop all over the place. But hopefully, hopefully that's what he needs in order to uh, get to his big boy underwear. Right. Well, we've been talking not about actually starting yet, but we're kind of getting there. Mm-hmm. We're getting to the point where he like tugs on his diaper when he's had a pee. And if you're like, come on, buddy, let's change a poopy. He'll follow you into his room because he knows that's where the poopies change. Right. You know, like he's not actively being like poopy or anything like, like Ben was doing. <laughs> yeah. But he he's there are signs that he's getting ready kind of a thing. Right. So not going to start anytime soon. There's definitely too much going on to to get started. And I mean, we looked into like, when do you start? What's the best time? Like there, we have signs. And so that's why we're thinking about it. But like some of the signs are like, or things that they, they suggest is don't start. If you're about to, to start like a big thing, like don't move and try to potty train, you know? Like, sure. Yeah. Something like that. And actually we're actually coming back to the point where in August we might be going back to daycare. So we'll see if that actually starts up. And if we end up back there, if we get to start potty training him or, or wait until after we see how daycare does, because we don't know, like he might end up at daycare for a week and then have to come back because of how bad things are out there. We have no idea. Right. But we've been talking with the people at daycare. Laura actually went up to the daycare one day last week to pick up some of William's stuff because I guess they're doing like a massive clean of the entire building. So they, they need to get everything out of there. So we had to go and, and send somebody, well, Laura went and picked up all of his stuff. So she's got like a snow suit that he used like three times. You know, <laughs> Nice. I'm just trying to think what else is, was there that she picked up like his boots, same thing. He never yeah. used his boots because they were always at, at the daycare, you know, things like that. 
we get they gave us his star from his cubby because I, I guess he's not coming. I mean, it makes sense. He's not a to- he's not a baby anymore. He's a toddler. Right. He's he's not coming back to the room he was in, which is sad because I liked that room and I liked the people who were in it. We have no idea how many people are actually coming back. So that's what I was just going to ask you is because I've been having daycare drama all over the place. And that's including working from home and, and my whole thing with work, which I won't get into. Right. So our daycare at this point in time has said she ours is an at home daycare. She has said she doesn't know what she's going to be doing because she has her own kids. So homeschooling while also taking care of five additional children or four or however many she has is probably very unlikely. But now that schools are looking to be like a part time thing, I don't know if she's going to take him part time. So like, how is yours working? Like, is it you know, William has made the cut and he's going to go five days a week forever. Or is he like one week on one week off? Have they said they're still figuring it out there? They said that they were going to start possibly being open in July. But when they, when they told us that they basically sent us like a, a thing to fill out that was like, you know, fill this out to the best of your ability. And we just stared at it for like 20 minutes. Like what the hell do we put here? Like, like we'd have no clue. Cause it was all, it was all like, are you okay with this? Well, we don't know. We don't know what our own situations are going to be, you know? Right. So how do, how do we answer? Like, I don't know if I'm going back to work anytime soon. And if that's the case, I'm going to be riding a bus all the time. Do, do they want, you know, do we want me to take them on the bus kind of thing? Because their, their questions on it were like, what time do you want to be picking him up and dropping him off? Like, but what, and, and I don't know, like it, if I'm going to be continuing to work from home for a while, I can literally walk to the daycare, but I need to like have that planned out kind of a thing. Right. If Laura goes back to work and I'm still working from home, I can walk him to the daycare and then walk myself home, but it's 25 minute walk. So, you know, I need almost an hour at the beginning of the day and the end of the day. So I need to plan my work day according around that too. So like, cause, cause I mean, if the whole point is not taking William on the bus, then what am I doing on the bus? Because then that doesn't really. Yeah, like, it's, it's just as bad. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, how do you juggle that part? How do you figure that part out? Yeah. They asked if we wanted to do part time. Like, would we be interested in doing part time? And Laura's got Wednesdays off already. So like that, that helps. Like if we, I work from home on Fridays already. So, I mean, if we did Wednesday and Friday as days that they don't have them and he's only there Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, thursday then that's better kind of a thing like but we we didn't we don't know if we can do that for sure i mean if if i'm working from home on fridays and i'm watching him i'm gonna be watching him more than gonna be working right that's just how it is so it would be something we'd have to figure out if we could even pull it off Again, it's all come, it's all like a, I, we don't know if it's first come first serve, like if they're picking people based on the needs of their job. Like I know that when they were originally talking about the closures, they told us that they're, that they were probably going to close last because a lot of the parents who drop their kids off there work at the hospital that's close by. Right. So like they have first responders as, as clients. Oh, so are they taking them back? Is it are they more important? I mean, obviously those people need people to watch. They're still working. Yeah. They need people to watch their kids kind of a thing. And well, this is, this whole thing is just a mess. It is like there was a stat released the other day that said they expect about 30% of this is for GTA, but 30% of the GTA daycares to shut down completely and like not survive the the quarantine because of all the rules and stuff put in places they just literally can't make enough money to keep the doors open so they're going to go bankrupt right which makes the whole process of you know finding childcare when your company's forcing you back to work even harder it, it, it's crazy if, i feel like the the province hasn't really thought this through fully yeah yeah like uh one of the things that they told us our our daycare had 65 kids in it and because of the rules, they can only be per room 10 people. Yeah. So there's four rooms. And that means that they, the, the way they explained it to us, that they'd only be able to have seven kids in each room because there'd be two people with them. And then they would have, they'd have to have space for a floater because they have people that move between rooms right that that help out when when certain things are happening like when lunch is happening there's somebody that comes and helps out so they have to basically eliminate a person from every room so that one person can bounce between them all so like 
that 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 cuts out so many of the kids and and again like where does that put us on priority you know like who knows well exactly and then what happens what happens if you get cut you know where are you going to turn to find another daycare right you know like this is the argument i had with my situation is like well yeah i can go find some random guy to take care of Ben, but this is my kid. I don't want to just find somebody off Kijiji who will babysit for $5 an hour. You know, like you, you want to vet the person and know them and and that kind of thing. Like this is not that you hate to say, it's not like you're watching like a pet. It's like, you're watching like your kid. Right. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, Mike, but I'm glad to see that uh, you guys are struggling the same way we yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. Even with a daycare that is still open, we're still having issues. Oh, but. I know. Well, and even the, when they're there, like you can't have the toys and they got to distance somehow. Like, There's like no what are you going to do? Like, Put them in a white room with nothing? Like, good luck, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's going to be it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. And I mean, like we've had the discussions of like, well, who leaves their job if if we can't get back into daycare kind of a thing, you know, like. Well, so so legally, I can tell you this is legally is if you have to your company can't force you back to work if you have child care problems, they have to try to accommodate you in some fashion. So fortunately for both of you guys, you can function from home like in a working thing. Yeah. So you shouldn't have to quit necessarily, but uh it might be uh, watching kids and working at the same time or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the difference is one of us can do that a lot easier than the other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying it, I'm not saying it's a perfect scenario. Oh, no, uh, no, definitely. Definitely. But yes. So that, that's, that's our scenario there. I actually wasn't even going to talk about that, but, there it yeah, is. just came up we were wondering what we were going to talk about today. So yeah, there you go. We're just so good at this, Mike. Yeah. And I mean, so that's, that's something else that was going on, but I know you wanted me to talk about it, but we can, we, do you want me to talk about it now? Or do you want to talk about your kid first? Wait, which one are we talking about? The we're news about, thing? No, we're talking about the, the last of us. You want to oh, well, let me talk about my kid. I want okay. to be selfish for a little bit here. Mike. No, it's fair. It's fair. <laughs> I, I mean, it just, it, you know, like I'm already talking about stuff, so it might. It, what, what, you know what I mean? You know, yeah. talk about your kid. Tell no, me about your kid. I'll talk about him. I'll, I'll, I'll entertain you for 35 please, seconds. Yeah. Please, I've I've done a lot of talking already. Yeah. It's but uh, it's funny you're talking about like potty training and stuff because Ben is now keenly aware, Mike, that Banjo goes to the bathroom in the yard. Oh, so does he go to the? Bathroom no, no, he does not go in the bathroom in the yard. So. Banjo has had a sensitive stomach since birth. So if he eats some weird stuff, his poop is very soft. It casually gets stuck on his fur and, you know, you have to wipe him off and whatever. So since his surgery, he was a little bit all over the place and things are settling down now. But it was really funny because Banjo came in the house and he had a little bit of poop on his butt. And then all of a sudden, all I hear Ben go, ew. And then he, I look over and he's like squatted down, staring directly into Banjo's butt. <laughs> <laughs> and then he grabs a towel and kind of wipes the butt, like just broad brush stroke, wipe the butt. Of course, making things 10 times worse than they have to be. Of course, of course. But he was learning. He was learning what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Amazing. I thought it was I thought it was a cute little story. He's figuring out his his uh, WTF sounds, so his wets and his teeth and his friends, like that kind of stuff. He's getting those sounds. So it's, I thought you were like he's figuring out his what the f-ks. yeah. Like, well, what? I was gonna I was gonna say that he's figuring that out and let you figure out what it was. But I was like, no, Mike's had a hard day. I'm just gonna spit it out for him. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good. Yeah, he's kind of he's learning to actually say the words, which of course, or not the words, sorry, the sounds, which has been fun. And then the big news, which we kind of hinted at earlier, was now that we are allowed to have permanent bubbles of ten people or less, we've now bubbled with my parents and then my brother and his family, which is exactly ten people. So the kids finally got to play with each other after a very long, what, three months, three and a half months of not seeing each other or only talking to each other on the phone. And it was a delight, Mike, let me tell you, being able to, first of all, from our perspective, being able to talk to somebody in person. Wow. What a what a treat (laughs) that was. But watching the kids play together was amazing. There was lots of hugs and just watching them chase each other around and looking at everybody's toys. And it, it was super cute. And 
hopefully we'll continue to do it uh, fairly often now that we've kind of grouped ourselves together and we've all agreed that that's who that's the only people we're seeing and yeah so it'll be good i'm looking forward to to more you know yeah, and that's something we're hoping to do soon is hook up with my brother and, and his kids. Yeah. So it'd be nice for William to see his cousins because it's been a while. It's been a while since they've seen each other. Yeah, well, even for like the socializing aspect of it, right? Like the actual like parenting side of this, like the fact that they can actually interact with kids now, I think is a, will be a big deal, obviously. Because I know Ben has been chomping at the bit to play with anybody because he'll see, you know, roving bands of 10 year olds and stuff who are all playing with each other. And it's like, well, you can't play. So he kind of like runs, you know, 50 meters to the side and you can see he's trying to do what they're doing, but from a distance and you just right, it breaks right. your heart. Right. So, but uh, yeah, that's about it for for Ben's stories, Mike. Just squeezing them all in there for you. Oh, I always appreciate hearing more Ben stories. Yes. Yeah. But last of us you you wanted me to talk about the last of us part two i can't play it because i don't own it anymore well here's the thing i'm not gonna go into spoilers at all obviously okay okay. it's the game's still fairly fresh fresh, yeah it's uh by the time this you hear this it'll have been out for a week now okay this is a thing i saw on twitter that i was just like what no screw you get out of here okay there was a guy, actually, no, I guess it's been out two weeks now. A guy posted on Twitter and he's like, what's your personal limit on spoilers? Minus three days. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe wait more than three days before we start throwing spoilers out left and right. Thankfully, it was like somebody liked the tweet and I, it's not somebody I follow. Right. But either way, I have all my spoiler blockers on on full. I've managed to mostly been unspoiled for 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 last of us two but i would say i'm about halfway maybe a little more than halfway through it how many hours is that give or take like a dozen oh, god i have no idea because I, I, i've been playing in like little groupings right oh, so okay. I'll, I'll play for like a two-hour stretch here and uh, you know something like that because i played over the weekend while william was napping and then i played a bit sunday night and i played a bit Friday afternoon while he was, you know. So, uh, so maybe like 12 to 15, somewhere in there? Maybe. I don't know. Like, it's more than six. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've played a bit. I've played for a bit, but I'd say probably closer to 10. Probably maybe maybe 12. Right. So I'd say, because I, I did do a quick, like, let's cover the screen with my hand and just kind of see how many. From what I understand, the game is separated into five major chapters like do you remember how the original last of us was like spring fall summer yeah, winter the seasons yeah yeah well it's that was separated into four chapters this is separated into five okay so they're they're, they're huge chapters but from what i was reading i just started chapter four okay so i'm a little over halfway through so I mean, chapter four and chapter five could be the biggest chapters in the entire game. I have no idea. Sure. Well, I mean, I'm sure the yeah, the end probably drags on for a little bit, but uh, yeah, who knows? But but I I'm enjoying it compared to the first one. Obviously, you're not done yet. Does it feel worse, better, or the same? It's weird because I feel like I've just gotten worse at this kind of game. <laughs> like I'm so bad at it. I mean, okay. I am playing on the easiest difficulty. Okay. And I don't know if you've heard anything about this game. The Last of Us Part 2 has insane accessibility settings. There are 60 accessibility settings. Okay. And it comes down to little things like auto-aim and if you're lying prone, because that's something that you can do in this one that you couldn't do in the original, was you can lie prone. If you're lying prone, you can be completely invisible. Like, in the main game, if you if you are lying prone, you're easy, you're harder to spot, but you're not invisible. I turned on a setting that's like, oh, completely invisible. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I could just lie down and no one could find me. Right. Like, like in the middle of the street and stuff too. <laughs> and with even with like every possible advantage that I turned on, like I, ha- I have little things that you don't get. Like one of the things is called high contrast mode where your character pops out blue and the enemies pop out red and items pop out yellow mm-hmm. and everything else turns gray. And it makes it super easy to figure out where everything is. I use that all the time too. <laughs> and like, I'm, I, you could say that I'm, you know, I'm cheating, but at the same time, 
I'm enjoying myself. And that's the point. Like, yes, that's right. You know, like I'm having fun playing it. And, but I'm so bad. <laughs> like when I get into a, a situation, cause for the most part, like if I can sneak my way through a room, I will sneak my way through a room. Right. But if I get caught, then it's like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> like just flailing. Like I have no plan. Like, right, right, right. like I basically, I switched to shotgun and just start spraying. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, I don't know what happened. I used to be like much more coordinated at this kind of game, but yeah. not anymore. I don't know what happened. I, I can tell you what happened. He's upstairs having a rest right now. <laughs> yeah, man. I, it's completely just, like I'm just so bad at the game. It's so funny, but yeah. but there are these moments of when I, I mean, at the same time, I'm playing on the easiest difficulty. So how much is the game actually helping me? Like when I sneak up and stealth people, then you know I'm 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 doing really well, you know. Mm-hmm. But the, the second the game is like you have to fight people or 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 something like that. Like there's there's literally scenes where. Because I don't know if you ever played this part in the f- the first, because there's only like one instance where you can do this. In the first game, you either fight humans or you fight monsters. And in this game, there's a lot of scenes where you fight both at the same time. Oh, okay. Like you'll, you're like you'll go into a room and there's soldiers chasing you, but there's also clickers running around and stuff. And really, what I do in those situations is I huck bottles at the at the soldiers. And then the clickers just do all the work for me. <laughs> well, that's just smart, Mike. That's and smart. then while the clickers are eating the people, I huck Molotov cocktails at them. <laughs> and that's how I get through a lot of the scenes. Yeah. But I got to say, like, it's, I, I mean, I'm enjoying the game for, for as much as it is just like kill everything. Like, it's right. a very dark, dark game. And, and I will say that if I have one major criticism about the game, and I feel like this is 100% intentional, is like, you have to kill everyone. Like you have to kill everyone. Okay. And I mean, there, there are sequences where like, there's just big open areas where there's patrols walking around and you can sneak through and get away from everybody and not kill anybody. But like, if I sneak up to somebody cause they're, they're standing in my way and I'm like, okay, well I have to do something about this person or I can't get by. Mm-hmm. I have to kill them. Right. You know, like I can't, knock somebody out and sneak by you know and that's probably my uh maybe my second biggest complaint my first biggest complaint i would say is that when i have to kill dogs because every so often they have like dudes with dogs that can sniff you out right and and i really don't like killing the dogs (laughs) (laughs) because like when you kill them they're like and it's like really sad and crosses the line that's right yeah, like, like, this, because one of the things with this game is, uh, I don't know if you've heard of, uh, it's, it's something called lur- uh, Ludative Dissonance. I might have said that wrong. It's like, it's Lurative or Ludative Dissonance. Okay. And, and basically, it's a very technical term that is like, you're disassociating what you're doing with the amount of people you're killing. Okay. It became a topic that really came up with like the first Uncharted. The first Uncharted, you're playing Nathan Drake, who's this like super goofy, happy go lucky guy, and you freaking murder people everywhere. Like right. the game is constantly killing people. And people were like, well, isn't that weird to you that you're like, you murdered like a thousand people? <laughs> and like, you're also like, hey, man, it's just a fun time out in the desert, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. And well, this game is very much like confronting you with that. And a lot of this game is about confronting you with the consequences of what you do. So when you like just kill a dude, you don't just kill a dude. You kill like Steve and people are like, oh, God, Steve's dead. They killed Steve or something like that. Right. Okay. It's it's not nameless baddie who looks like all the other nameless baddies. Yeah. Well, even if they even if they do look like nameless baddie, they still make an effort to make it like no, that was a person. You know, like 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 th- I'll give you two examples, and these are very like the absolute minor spoilers. Okay. And there's a scene where like you sneak into a building, and there's a person hilariously playing a PlayStation Vita 
which I was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> this could be me. <laughs> yeah. So there's this person playing a PlayStation Vita and you kill them because it's a, it's a cutscene. You have no choice. You kill them. Yeah. And after that happens, you go into a room and there's two people walking around and they're talking and they're talking about the person you just killed. Oh, okay. like, oh, have you seen Kathy? Oh, yeah. Kathy's downstairs. What do you think Kathy's doing? Ah, oh, she's probably playing with that Vita again. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're telling me Kathy's life story. and I just took her out like it was nothing. And there was another scene, too. And I thought this was actually really good, like storytelling at, at the same time as being like, Oh God, what have I done? I don't know if you remembered in the first Last of Us, there's a sequence, there's an entire sequence where you go into this underground. There was like a, you go into like a city that was under the, in the sewers. And as you go through, you read all of these notes and the notes tell the story of the people who live there. You never meet a single person who actually lived there, but you find out all of this background about all the people who live there and how they lived and then how they died and, and that kind of a thing. And I thought that that was such a cool thing where it was like, you know, I, I never met these characters, but I knew everything about them. You know, like that was such a cool moment. Well, there's a, there's a moment in this one where I found a note where it was like, be on the lookout for these deserters. There's these four deserters. And they, they were all named off and they had descriptions given. And it was like they they escaped for minor infraction for like a, over a minor infraction. But like we want to find them. We'd rather take them alive than dead. And I'm like, OK, interesting. Nice backstory about what's going on in the world. Well, one of the things you can do in this game is you can upgrade your weapons at workbenches. And I found a workbench after I found this note. And. You know, I thought nothing of it. I went to the workbench as, as you always do. And then I get attacked by a guy, like a guy, like I hear footsteps as I'm like doing the cutscene of me, like fixing my gun. And I hear like, like running footsteps and a dude attacks me and I get in this fight and I end up killing the dude because I can't not kill him because it's the only way to the game progresses. Right. And then three other people come rushing in and they're like, we're not going back. And I'm like, wait a minute. And I've already killed like two people. <laughs> and and I'm like, oh no, hold on. And then I like, because the other two people come after me and of course I kill them because it's the only thing I can do. Yeah. I look at their bodies and then I pull the note back up and it's the people in the note. Oh, like they fit, they fit the description of the people in the note. And I'm like, these people weren't my enemies. But they attacked me and I was forced to kill all of them. Right. So instead of it being like, here's the story of these people that you never meet. I met those people and then I killed them, (laughs) 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 which was like, I would have rather not have killed them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Where's the sit it out and talk it out like man button, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's that's not a button. That's not a button. But yeah, like they've added a lot. Like it, like I said, the, a major theme of this game is is you know there are consequences to your actions, and and I from what I understand, it really continues into the story as well. Like further from where I'm at too. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I like where I like where it's going. The game plays really well, even if I do not play it very well. Right. They added so many new things to it, like some of the you can jump and and go prone. You can dive, which is neat. Mm-hmm. You can make silencers now for your guns. Like, there's so many more crafting opportunities. So, it, so it definitely feels like a new game, and not just sort of yeah, it's the old one, and you added like a feature or two. It's it's definitely feels like a distinct step up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. But half the time I don't see it because I'm in that high contrast mode where everything is gray. <laughs> no, you know what? You win some, you lose some, I guess. Right? Yeah. But yeah, I'm quite and quite enjoying it. And I'll probably be playing that for a while. And who knows? Maybe the, the ending will will wreck me and I'll want something new to play that'll be a little more fun. Mm-hmm. Go back to that Maneater game because I didn't finish Maneater. Oh my God, Mike. Well, you know, Last of Us showed up. I'm not going to just not play last of us right nobody's gonna spoil the shark game for no, me that's very true <laughs> <laughs> the stakes in the shark game are very low in comparison yeah. to what could be spoiled on last of us so i hopped into that but I, i'll tell you something that i will not be hopping into anytime soon and that is cyberpunk 2077 i know i'm so disappointed i well 
I, I'm torn. I'm, I'm very torn on this because we have talked about this at length. I would rather people take their time and get it right and, you know, have it all ready to go right out of the gate rather than patch it and, you know, ship a broken game, that kind of thing. But this is now the third time, maybe the third new release date for this game. It's the third new release date for this year. For this year. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it had a release date until April. It, okay, so here's the timeline. They announced the game in 2012 yeah. before there even was a PS4 or an Xbox One. And then they're like, yep, it's coming when it's ready. Well, then they finally brought it up again. I think it was last, not last year, but the year before at E3? Or was it last year? I think it was last year. Yeah. I'm trying to remember where Keanu Reeves showed up. I think it was last year. I think it, it was like last year. Early last year, yeah. Yeah, so they, they showed up and they're like, hey, we're back. And then they put a release date for April. And then they said, we're not making that release date, September. And now they've said, we're not making that November. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. But haven't they said that it's almost, it's virtually done? Or am I confusing? Oh, no, I'm confusing it with The Last of Us, yeah. No, no, they said it's done. They, they said that it has a story completely from beginning to end. You can play through it. That there, it, because of how much there is to the game, it has just so many bugs. Is essentially what they said. Like they have to check everything because there's so many options. You know, of like all the right. things that you can do. They don't want to launch the game, and it was just like, oh, because Bill came here and said this, and then he he turned around three times and walked over and picked up this rock. It just completely erases everyone who's ever played the game. Same data, <laughs> right, you know. Right. So they're doing very thorough bug testing on it, and apparently, like, so thorough because I mean, September is still months away, and they decided they still need an extra two months on top of that. Yeah. Now, is this a game that you think you'll be buying? Because you know, I'm typically not into these ones, but it looks really intriguing to me. And since I've been kind of dipping my toe into more sort of RPG style stuff, which is very unlike me that I've been enjoying recently, I think I'm going to pick it up. Like for sure, it's definitely a game that I think I will buy. What about you? The funny thing is, is I was really interested in it. And then they made one like reveal about it. And I'm like, oh, I don't care anymore. Oh. <laughs> like, it's first person. Oh, see, that's that's what makes me more interested. It's kind of like Destiny too, right? I think it's the same kind of idea. But the thing is, it's like it comes with a very, very detailed creative character. Mm -hmm. And like for me, if I'm going to spend all that time making a character, I want to see my character, you know? But, like, but I get the suspicion that there are going to be a million and one cutscenes in this game. And, and opportunities, like not as you're moving around, but opportunities to see yourself on the regular. I guess, but that seems so weird to be like, surprise, like, here's a cutscene from a different <laughs> angle now, you know? like, no, Have they said it's 100% first person? There's no third person? There's option? no first person option for playing, no. Okay. Did I say first person? Yeah, yeah, person? you mean, but no third person. Yeah. yeah, no third person option, yeah. And that's that's what took me out of it. Like, there's... There's a reason I didn't play Skyrim, and I know you can play Skyrim in third person, but like everybody who's like, I love Skyrim, they play it in, like Laura plays Skyrim in first person, mm -hmm. you know? Fallout, Fallout, everybody plays Fallout in first person. I wouldn't, I never played Fallout because I'm like, eh, it's first person. I'm done. I don't need, I, I it's weird. Like, I like first person shooters. Yeah. But when it comes to like an RPG, like, you know, a, a role playing experience, I want to see my character fascinating mike yeah fascinating i mean for all i know it, it it'll come out and it'll be like if you don't buy this game something is wrong with you and i'll be like uh fine <laughs> fine mom okay have they said um if they said if it's going to play cross play i haven't actually looked that deep into the tech side like is it do you know if it's going to be cross play with the new systems well, yeah. So, like you can play with like a guy on ps5 and xbox or pc like do you know Oh, oh, like cross-platform. Sorry, cross-platform. Right, right. I don't think it's got multiplayer, does I it? I thought there was some level of multiplayer in it. Well, maybe not. I thought it was just 100% oh, single player. Maybe. I mean, I might be wrong. I, I know that it's cross-platform in the sense of they've said, they've come out, CD Projekt Red, the company that's producing the game, came out and said that if you buy a copy on PlayStation 4 or Xbox, it will work. 
on Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 with upgrades, but that's that's it. Like they didn't they're not releasing it for both. Oh, Although okay. I did I did laugh because it was they, they, when they made the announcement that it was going to be able to play on those systems, there was a very weird wording, and I mentioned it to someone, and I'm like, "Do you think this says what it says?" And they were like, "No." And then I saw another person who was like, "I think this is what it says," and I'm like, "That's what I said." <laughs> Basically, the tweet, the way the tweet is phrased, it says, "Cyberpunk will run on PlayStation Five at launch," and um, it says that it will also run on Xbox Series X when it's available. And to me, that sounds like Cyberpunk is coming out after the PlayStation 5, but before the Xbox. That's what that sounds like to me, because it says it will play at launch on PS5, which means to me, PS5 is already available. It works as soon as Cyberpunk launches. Like, does that sound right? I would have thought to me at launch means listen, PlayStation 5 is available, whatever, December 1st. You can buy Cyberpunk at the exact same time and play it right then and there. Whereas, you know, maybe Xbox launches at the same time, but you won't be able to buy it for that system until January. That's what it sounds like to me. Okay. Like, because to me, because the word like, at launch, yeah. Like, yeah. Because why would Xbox be available? later not at launch you know that that doesn't make any sense to me so that that's my theory anyway there's a lot of there's a lot of things that i'm seeing that like just from what developers are are tweeting about or like especially epic games epic games keeps talking about apparently the playstation 5 is like a masterwork of architecture like right. system architecture so maybe it's easier to develop for the ps5 than it is for the xbox maybe or they might have some sort of exclusive deal like an exclusivity thing where the first three months or whatever is only available on on ps5 i feel like that's not the case because everything is all with the xbox they revealed the big thing like the the big Keanu trailer was revealed at an Xbox event. Mm-hmm. There is a a Cyberpunk Xbox One. There is a Cyberpunk Xbox hard drive. There's a Cyberpunk Xbox True, yeah. controller. These headphones that I'm wearing, these really nice Steel Series ones, yeah, yeah. they have Cyberpunk Steel Series headphones oh, well, then that I are don't, Xbox I don't branded. Because I mean, and the reality nowadays is with these new systems, I think they're both running AMD chips, right? I I'm think- pretty sure they're both the CPU is both an AMD thing, which means they both run on the same chipset, which means it's not like you have to port it from one to the other. It's the same core programming. From what I read, there's like this weird it's so like technically weird. I'm probably the least qualified person to be explaining this, but it it says that like there are I'm going to dumb this down as much as I possibly can because right, I have right. I don't really know what I'm talking about and I'm just going to use the wrong terminology anyway. So, there's the main computer thingy that does all the work, the CPU. Yep. And then there are wires from it that go to like the motherboard <laughs> so that it works kind of a thing. Yes, that is how computers work. Right. Well, apparently there are more of them on the Xbox. More channels, yeah. Yeah, more channels. But on PS5, the channels are closer. Like the the distance travel is much shorter. Yeah. So it it's despite the fact that it, it's less quote unquote powerful, it's better because it's got less distance to travel. Like, does that make sense to you? Yeah, you, you've got the it's that Apple uh, argument we talked about last week, right? It's because it's so tightly integrated means you can get more performance out of what should on paper be a lesser performing device. Yeah, and that's what people are, are saying about the PS5. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like Laura actually might like Cyberpunk. Maybe, yeah. You know, like I, I, she's not talking. Like, she liked Fallout. She loved Skyrim. For there was there was a long time before Overwatch came out where it was like 
what do I want to play? I want to, I just got to play Skyrim again. Like that was literally like what Laura did when right, it right. came to video games. It was like, Oh, what am I going to, ah, just buy Skyrim, play Skyrim again. I mean, we have Skyrim on PS3 and PS4 because it was just like, ah, I'll just play Skyrim. Yeah, well, maybe you'll have it on PS5 too. <laughs> oh, if they really, I wouldn't, wouldn't be shocked if it yeah. pops. I mean, technically my PS4 copy will work, so it oh, will there be there. You know, it's already on PS5. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, like, it's that it's the you know it's a role playing game in first person. Laura could be down for that, and I mean she, she likes freaky deaky stuff like that. I mean it's like it's cyberpunk. I don't go <laughs> <laughs> into genre, marketing, Mike. <laughs> it's the genre. I I used to be in marketing. What happened? No, but I mean it's the, the it's weird. I mean it's the genre, right? The, the name of the game is the genre. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 like if Jurassic Park was called Dinosaur Movie, you know, right, right. <laughs> like so. Well, at least at least you know what you're getting, right? If you always see Dinosaur Movie, it's true. I, it's, I did look it up, though. The multiplayer question from, you know, it seems like 15 minutes ago now. It will have multiplayer, but not at launch. OK, they're targeting 2021 or 2022 for a multiplayer option. I OK. I don't know what that means for the. Does it add a new story to it? I suspect it's more like co-op. I would think it's like a co-op opportunity. I guess, but then are you both the same person? Because like, I mean, the story you're you're a, a character. Well, maybe it's kind of like a Grand Theft Auto Online. You know, where you can just kind of do whatever crap you want to, but they have sort of like triggered events and that kind of thing. Right. Maybe I yeah, don't know. Maybe who knows. Who knows? Maybe it'll be more like what is it is an Assassin's Creed game where there are missions that you can play together. It's a the Assassin's Creed Unity has like a co-op option for certain missions. And basically you just stand at the beginning and you're like, can I allow people to join? And they will join and then you you just do the mission together. Right. And from what I understand in in those what I can remember anyway, in those missions. It was just like, oh, you're going on the mission. Another assassin will join you. And it's never like you're you're basically like because that game was very heavy on customization for what your character looked like. Mm-hmm. So the other assassin was just the same character with with a different outfit. But on your on your screen, their face was different. Oh, OK. OK. Like like if they were looking at you on their game, your face is different. But if you're looking at them on your game, their face is different. Like right. Was, OK. Yeah. yeah. But you're essentially the same yeah, character. Well, you're so. both the sidekick and you're both the lead. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I, who knows? Maybe that's how they'll do it. It's just, but I mean, it's character customization, so they won't need to make your chain your face different. Be well, we'll let everybody know in like 2025 when this game actually comes out. So exactly, <laughs> and when maybe one of us plays it. I mean, you you seem you seem to be in on it. Yeah, so. maybe I'll be more into it. I, I don't know. I'm surprised because I like I said, I typically am not that into RPG games, but it looks intriguing to me so yeah something to something to keep an eye on mm-hmm. but i think on that note that's going to do it for this week's episode of part-time nerds full-time dads you can follow along with our adventures in parenting at part-time nerds full-time dads.com as well as on apple Podcasts, google play spotify stitcher Castbox, iHeartRadio, and all your favorite podcasts and listening services if you want to get a hold of us let us know any helpful tips or to even tell us what we said was dead wrong you can send an email to the dads at part-time nerds full-time dads.com or reach out to us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PT Nerds FT Dads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice from people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. <laughs> I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you again soon. It's like you just figured out how to read there. There was like a weird like Wait, did I just read that right? And my brain paused. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I can recover it. But then you started laughing. No, no, like, no, well, no. I, you must own your errors when you're yeah. around me. <laughs> yeah, it's happening. It's happening. Oh. Well, now I'm going to eat a cookie. Well, there you go. Good. Looking at these things for the last 56 minutes and 27 seconds. Ah, oh, good cookie.